Oh, man. Here's the season. It started already, huh? Let's talk about... Um, Let's talk about this. Let's talk about how amazing this is, how football is back, how, um, how the World Cup is, uh, is, is in our distant memory now. And now club football is the focus, right? It's pretty amazing, actually, how a person can shift from one to the other. Uh, I do appreciate you guys coming back. Thank you for, uh, for listening to the show. Uh, we'll call it this season two. Um, really, technically, it's season one, but you know, with the World Cup being season one, we'll say this is season two. And um, a lot of really amazing things have been, uh, has been, have been going on. Uh, you know, you, you have a lot of teams that have made a lot of uh, transfers, and you have a lot of teams that have not made any transfers. Uh, I mean, just look at my Spurs. Uh, Tottenham have made absolutely zero transfers, and they're having a lot of issues with uh, the stadium and how it's coming up. It's, uh, it, it's quite remarkable. Uh, I did want to do a podcast before we went into week two, but let's review a little bit of week one because there were a lot of games that happened in week one, and there was one in particular or two in particular that you kind of look at and and you think to yourself, I just can't really understand fully if the team that won or the team that lost is actually going to be a good team or a bad team. Uh, We started with a Friday nighter uh, that was Manchester United versus Leicester, and Manchester United won that game 2-1. Um, I think it was a decent game to start for Manchester United. I think Paul Pogba um, really started making his mark. Um, Mourinho chose him as a captain. And uh, Fred had a decent game as well. Uh, Vardy scored at the end. Pogba scored at the beginning. Pogba scored a penalty in the third minute. That was, uh, I think it was a little bit of a loose penalty. Nevertheless, it was a penalty. Uh, Luke Shaw scored towards the end of the game, I think in the 83rd minute, and then Vardy, um, what we would call in the 90th minute, uh, scored to make it 2-1. I think that was a fair result. Manchester United gets the three points and, uh, and marches on from the beginning. The next day, uh, Tottenham played Newcastle, and I think it was closer uh, than even the score. I think Tottenham were okay. They were on the driver's seat. Uh, no issues there. I do think that Newcastle usually comes out at the beginning of seasons and, and tries to prove something or tries to find themselves. Uh, it's just that they got really unlucky uh, the last couple of times they have actually ended up uh, facing Spurs uh, and losing to them. Um, Tottenham had a decent game, though, Vertonghen uh, with a barely crossing the line goal from a header. Uh, this is his first goal, I think, league goal in the last five years. Uh, Newcastle gets one back, and then Deli Alley right away in the 18th minute uh, makes it 2-1. And then after that, it was kind of like just a, just a regular game. Um, Bournemouth played Cardiff. Uh, Bournemouth played two, uh, 1-2-0 on, the, on that Cardiff game. I don't know what to make of this game, uh, specifically for Cardiff or Bournemouth. Uh, the reason is Cardiff just looked poor, and they looked poor against Bournemouth, and I don't know if it was just the jitters of being back in the Premier League and trying to you know, establish yourself as some sort of a team that does something. Bournemouth, on the other hand, is kind of in the same situation where they're trying to also define what their season is going to look like. They couldn't have gotten a better result or a better start than playing somebody like Cardiff. This, this is just absolutely gorgeous for them. The next game was Fulham versus Crystal Palace, and it was a mini London derby. And uh, you had Fulham losing to Crystal Palace 2-0. I'm very happy for Crystal Palace for a couple of reasons. A, they were able to keep Wilfred Zaha, although I really wanted him at Spurs. And they started the season on a winning note. And Wilfred Zaha scored, and 
it was against Crystal. It was against Fulham. It was against a team that was resurging, and Fulham did spend a lot of money this season. And I was surprised, surprised, surprised that just Mitrovic and Ryan Sessegnon didn't really cause that much issues uh, for Crystal Palace, which bodes well uh, for me as a Spurs fan, since that's who they're playing tomorrow. Huddersfield and Chelsea. So this is one of the games also where you look at Chelsea and they beat Huddersfield and you start scratching your head. First of all, Hazard didn't start. And there are many reasons for that. They, they, they didn't start him, I think, because Hazard came three days before the start of the season. So he was in no shape to start a game. But the fact that he went in and he could have won man of the match, I think. He, he played very, very well. He could have won man of the match. But they won 3-0 against Huddersfield. And Huddersfield were poor. So from that perspective, I'm not going to judge Chelsea as being a good game, as being a good team yet. I need to see them. And I need to see them against a really good team to see how they are. Because the problem is the next game that they play, which is tomorrow, they're playing Arsenal. And Arsenal was another team that lost Manchester City and will get to that score. And and it just there was no indication. But anyway, Chelsea wins 3-0. They move on three points. Watford beats Brighton, and I feel really bad for Brighton. As a matter of fact, I was on a plane um, not too long ago, and I was sitting next to a person who was a Brighton fan for the last 35 years of his life. Um, he was in his mid-40s, uh, so he grew up a Brighton fan, and he lived in Brighton, and I don't hold that against him, although I really think Brighton is a gorgeous city, by the way. But he's even saying he has doubts that they're even going to stay up. So for Watford to come out, and Watford spent a ton of money compared to what they usually spend, they, they, they got their three points, and it's a good start to the season. I, I do feel bad for Watford. I have, a, I have fears for them. And then the game of the week, uh, the game of that day, sorry, I think was Wolves versus Everton. My goodness, that was a screamer. I loved watching that game. Phil Jagielka again, that red card in the 40th minute was just stupid. Richardson gets um, gets a goal, uh, and it, it was just they were trading. Uh, Ruben then gets one one right before the halftime, and then in the second half, uh, Richardson gets a second one, and uh, Jimenez ends up tying it. And it was a really really great game to watch, especially Jimenez getting the goal in the in the 80th minute and making something out of this result. Uh, I think this was a great result for Wolves. I think this was sort of a disappointing result for Everton. But I really don't know if Everton is going to be good or bad this season. It's one of those things. You go into Sunday, Liverpool hammering West Ham. Pun fully intended. I really think that West Ham just decided not to show up. Two from Sadio Mane, one from Sturridge on his first, first, first touch of the season. And Salah continues to do what Salah does. Score goals. I don't care if it was a tap-in. The guy scores goals. 4-0 for Liverpool. Liverpool are going to be a great team. Even though West Ham were not playing well in, in, in a lot of stretches in that game, Liverpool just looked like they were comfortably dominating them. That's one team to keep an eye on this season, along with Manchester City. Manchester City ended up playing Arsenal. Manchester City won 2-0. Arsenal fans started coming down on Manchester City and uh, on Arsenal. And, and here's the thing. You lost to the champions 2-0. You lost to Manchester City, arguably one of the best teams in Europe, without a doubt, the best team in England. You, you can't take that result and say, this is who Arsenal are going to be. 
And I'll tell you, you can't take whatever result happens this weekend, Arsenal versus Chelsea, and say, that's who Arsenal are going to be. Or, that's who Chelsea are going to be. I need to see consistency from both teams, whether good or bad. I still don't think that they're going to make top four, either of them, Chelsea or Arsenal. But this is going to be the make-or-break season in terms of defining how they're going to build their team moving forward, in my opinion. I think that new managers cannot be judged on their first year. I think that they need to, to just take some time to wrap their head around what philosophy of football they want to play, who, who on the current team can fit that philosophy, and who do they need to bring in. I think those questions need to be answered, and you can't answer that in the first game, let alone the first season. You've got to give them time. You really do. Last match I want to put up is Burnley and Southampton, and the reason why I left that till the end was because of nil-nil, and it was a snooze fest. So what happens tomorrow? Cardiff, Newcastle. Uh, I, I, Cardiff needs the three points so they can at least say, hey, we're in the Premier League. Um, Newcastle needs to start their campaign as well uh, from a different perspective. I don't think that Rafa is going to stay long if he doesn't necessarily, not necessarily produce, but if he doesn't feel like he's fully backed. And I don't think he's, he feels like he's fully backed right now. Everton-Southampton is going to be mm, loose game, but I, I do think that this is an opportunity for Everton also to start their campaign um, uh, on a decent note after that 2-2 uh, result that they had uh, against Wolves. Leicester and Wolves, speaking of Wolves, I think this is going to be a good game for the simple fact that Wolves have spent a lot of money. Wolves are coming in very energized, got a good, good result against a good team in Everton. And now they go up against Leicester, who I think are in the same boat as Everton. And, and this is going to be a decent test for Wolves. If they can get something out of it, if not the three points, I think they're going to be on a good, uh, on a good roll here. Tottenham versus Fulham. Um, mini London Derby. I don't even call it London Derby. No disrespect to Fulham, but I mean, they're just on a different level, Tottenham, than Fulham. I do think Tottenham takes this one. West Ham versus Bournemouth. This is one of the ones where... Both teams aren't really that good, uh, and, and you want to basically put yourself in a position where you start thinking, Bournemouth beat Cardiff 2-0. Is it because Bournemouth are a good team, or is it because Cardiff is poor? And then the hammering that West Ham took, you, you, you want to you see where do they land on that. The game, of the, the game of the day, if not the weekend, in my opinion, is uh, Chelsea versus Arsenal. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to hold my – I'm going to reserve the right to not say basically who I think is going to win because I really don't know. I couldn't judge it from the first game on either team. Burnley versus Watford is going to be uh, a little bit of a who, who finds themselves. Uh, it's it's Burnley basically had a snooze fest against Southampton. Uh, Watford had a great result for them at least, also against uh, Brighton Hove and Albion, uh, Brighton and Albion Hove. Um, so I think that this is going to be a good game for uh, Watford to to really gauge themselves and see where they are. And the same with Burnley, Manchester City and Huddersfield Town. I I really feel bad for Huddersfield Town. Manchester City are going to crawl. Uh, very, very easily even. They, they might not even get up and they'll still win this game. And um, last game of Sunday is going to be uh, Brighton and Manchester United. I really do think that Manchester United are going to take this, but this is where Brighton can surprise you because Brighton took points 
from the combination of the two fixtures between them and Manchester United last season, if not actually, they actually won. And this is where this is where the trick can come in. And I'm not going to say this is a banana peel uh, for for Manchester United. I'm just saying that Brighton could, could surprise you. Uh, I still want to see which Brighton shows up. Crystal Palace versus Liverpool. I do think that this is going to be a good game for about 30 minutes. I do think Liverpool will run away with this uh, eventually. may not be 4-0, but definitely a comfortable 2-3 to goal lead. So let's talk about a few things here really quick. Uh, I want to bring up some two things that happened um, uh, over the last week. Uh, one of them was a major injury uh, to Kevin De Bruyne. And I want to make this as clear as I possibly can. Kevin De Bruyne is not Manchester, Manchester City. Kevin De Bruyne is a very, very good player. Kevin De Bruyne is one of the best number 10s on the face of the planet. Kevin De Bruyne is not Manchester City. Manchester City is incredibly deeper. Incredibly deeper. And while it is a big miss, as you saw, he came off the bench in the first game. I think that Kevin De Bruyne being out for three months is not going to affect Manchester City at all. Um, now, if dominoes start falling apart and a couple more injuries happen, yes, I could see that being an issue. But right now, they're missing one player, one player that started on the bench, and even as a starter, they're very, very deep. I don't see this happening uh, in terms of affecting them in any, any way. The other one that I want to say, uh, the other item that I want to talk to actually has nothing to do with football players. It has to do with uh, football referees. And I want to I, I want to talk about something that was that that that, that happened over the week. Uh, Bobby Madley uh, uh, quit as a referee for the Premier League. Um, they're dubbing it change in personal circumstances. I'm not going to go into the reason why he quit. I I don't think that um, I, I don't think that that's fair, right? Whether he quit because personal circumstances changed, like he said, whether he quit because he wasn't fit physically anymore to do a referee because something that happened, whether he quit because he just woke up and he didn't want to do it anymore. I want to make sure that I stress the fact that it's a job. And he was good at it. Attacking him in the media and attacking his character and attacking who he is as a person is very disappointing. And as a matter of fact, incredibly, incredibly just, just disgusting from a media perspective. I, I, who cares what his reasons are? Who cares what happened? If he doesn't want to do it anymore. Who are we to look at him and say anything negative about him? You know what? I'll, I'll even say it's the same thing with Mark Clattenburg and it's the same thing with Harold Webb. A lot of people say that Mark Clattenburg left the money. So what? So what? How many people out there have a job? How many people out there on average, I'll, I'll, not even on average, I'll just say how many people out there 
as an example, get paid $10,000 to do a job. Let's say the job is to move a rock the size of your hand from point A to point B. I'll give you $10,000. Somebody comes in and says, hey, I need you to move that rock, different rock, from point A to point B, same distance, same size rock, I'll give you $20,000. You're going to leave, and you're going to go do it for the more money. Because that's what people do. And that's what Mark Clattenburg did, and he got attacked. Howard Webb quit, and he decided he doesn't want to referee anymore, and now he runs the PRO program, which is the referee program in the United States. He got attacked by the media. Now, Bobby Madley's quitting, and he's being attacked. He's being ripped to shreds. He's being completely undressed by the media, and it is shameful. Absolutely, absolutely shameful. From one ex-professional referee to another, Bobby Madley, if this ever reaches you, I don't think it ever will, but if this ever reaches you, I, I, I respect you for making a decision as tough as this was based on whatever circumstances have fallen to you. And I wish you nothing but the best, my, my friend. It, 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 you're, you were a really, really good Premier League referee, and you should be respected for the job that you did. And you should be respected for the man that you are. It takes a lot of balls to be put in a situation where you have to make a major decision. Knowing that there's going to be an incredible amount of scrutiny against you. And still make that decision. And in my eyes, come out on top. Congratulations to you on making that decision. I wish you nothing but the best. With that, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow's another day. Tomorrow's Premier League, I bid you adieu.